Opening day is almost here, but there's still time to look back at the 11 worst teams of the 2020 MLB season. So you're probably wondering why 11. That's kind of like a random number. So I chose it by um, if they had a record of 70 wins or less, and that probably doesn't make any sense because it was a 60-game season. I just took it if the if it was in uh, like um, 160-game season, like how many wins they would have gotten. Um, and so if they had 70 wins or less, then that's what I qualified as the 11 worst team. So um, let's get right into it. Also, you're probably wondering why I'm not doing a player of the day in game to watch. I just decided it doesn't really make sense in spring training because like <laughs> it's, it's spring training. And it doesn't really matter. So we'll start things off in the AL East with the Baltimore Orioles, hopefully nearing the end of their rebuild. So uh, how this is going to work, I'm going to say a bad thing uh, about each team or a bad or maybe multiple things or something that's holding them back from being in a playoff contender, but then also something good about them, uh, something that'll help them. So for the Orioles, Chris Davis, he's not a very good thing. He'll get paid roughly $42.1 million over the next two years to pretty much sit on the Orioles bench. In 2020, he hit 115 with zero home runs and one RBI with 17 strikeouts in 55 plate appearances. Not to mention he turned 35 last week, so he's definitely getting up there. But let's not forget about top franchise prospect Adley Rutschman, who's also the number two prospect of in all of MLB, um, the catching star, number one pick in the 20, uh, 2019 MLB draft. Contender, the Orioles, when do I think the Orioles will be contender? 2023. On to the Red Sox. <sighs> their their bad thing, it's the bullpen. According to Fangraphs, only two pitchers in their bullpen have a projected war of above 0.5. And this isn't their bullpen, but J.D. Martinez's $38.5 million, $38.7 million over the next two years sure doesn't help after a measly season in 2021. Martinez really let down last year. He hit... 213 with seven home runs and 27 RBIs in uh, um, 54 games. They, when will they be a contender? I have, uh, oh wait, not, uh, not there yet. The good thing, despite being only 24, Rafael Devers already has a World Series ring and a top 12 MVP voting appearance. And he's not the only young hope for the Red Sox. Shortstop Xander Bogarts is 28, Alex Verdugo 24, and up-and-coming first baseman Bobby Dahlbeck, who hit eight home runs in a mere 80 at-bats in 2020, is only 25. Contender? Unknown. Uh, hopefully the Red Sox will realize they should start to rebuilding. Hopefully they'll understand that they can't buy a big enough shovel to dig them out of the hole they're in. On to the AL Central, the Tigers. Well, I'm sure we would all love to see Miguel Cabrera reach 3,000 hits and 500 home runs this year. He's only 134 hits away from 3,000 and 13 homers away from 500. 
he's not exactly worth the $94 million he'll make over the next three years. If Cabrera does reach 3,000 hits and home, um, 500 homers, he'll be the only uh, player ever, the only Tiger ever to spend the bulk of their career with the Tigers and to have that those numbers. The good thing, Tigers do have three top pitching prospects in Casey Mize, Matt Manning, and Tariq Skubal. Skubal, Skubal, I, I don't know. But they also have Riley Green outfield, Isaac Paredes third base, and of course the number one pick of the 2020 draft, Spencer Torkelson. Contender 2024, when they can unload Cabrera's contract and maybe make a splash in free agency. Royals. After a shockingly good 2019, Mike Miner had a horrendous 2020, going 0-5 with a 5.6 ERA with the Rangers, and then went 1-1 with a 5.48 ERA after being traded to the Athletics. The Royals made a bold move, signing him to a two-year, $17 million contract with a $13 million option for 2023. The good stuff, signing Salvador Perez to a four-year, $82 million extension was arguably the Royals' best move of the season. After missing all of 2019 with an elbow injury, Perez bounced back in 2020 with a 333 batting average, 11 home runs, and 32 RBIs, and took home a Silver Slugger award. When will they be a contender? I'd say 2022, because don't forget, they also have top prospect Bobby Witt Jr. Moving over to the AL West, we have the Angels. The Despite having Mike Trout, there's also some not-so-great stuff about the Angels. While Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout are worth their blockbuster contracts, it is hard to say the same about Justin Upton and Albert Pujols. In 2021, the two will make a combined $53 million, which neither, while neither of which has had an all-star appearance since 2017, despite having all-star contracts. But... They do have Mike Trout, so <laughs> when looking at the Angels, it's definitely not hard to find their bright spot. Mike Trout is on track to have one of the greatest careers in baseball history, and the 2017, the 27-year-old is definitely due for another MVP-caliber season. Contender, 2021. They have too much talent not to be one. Don't forget Shohei Otani, too. He's had a great spring training. Uh, then we move to arguably the worst team in the American League, the Texas Rangers. After losing Lance Lynn and Mike Miner, the Rangers' starting pitching has pretty much nothing left. Kyle Gibson is their best pitcher, and Mike Fultonewich, I, I don't know, I've wondered how to pronounce his name for years. Uh, he was an all-right signing, but overall it's going to be a very long year for the Rangers. But they do still have some sort of bright spot, I guess. Uh, Joey Gallo, who hit 10 home runs with 26 RBIs in 2020, but that definitely does not make up for his 181 batting average. Contender, unknown. It's going to be a long rebuild for the Rangers. And that'll do it for the American League. I'll be right back after this for the National League. Welcome back <clears throat> to the National League we go. We start things off in the NL East with the New York Mets. Not having Noah Syndergaard really hurt the Mets pitching staff last year, but he's recovering, seeing as he threw 96 miles per hour in a bullpen session the other day. Well, 
<laughs> oh my gosh, to think that he's like, if somebody throws 96 miles per hour in a bullpen session coming off an injury, like if somebody throws 96 miles per hour, you'd think they were having like, a, you'd think they were doing perfectly fine. So um, I think he'll be back on the field soon. The good thing, though, well, that was a good thing, but a great thing for the Mets, Francisco Lindor, he's really going to help them out in many more ways than one. But Steve Cohen's winning mentality and the fact he's willing to spend as much as money as possible um, sure helps out contender 2021 for sure. This team's going to go far. The Nationals, it's hard to find a dark spot on the Nationals roster. Their hitting is better than ever. Scherzer and Strasburg haven't fallen off, and they made their bullpen even better this offseason by acquiring Brad Hand and Luis Avila. But if I had to choose, it would be the age of their starting pitching. Four out of the five players in their projection in their projected rotation for 2021, courtesy of Fangraphs, are older than 30, the lone player being Joe Ross, 27. And they also have very few MLB-ready pitching prospects in their farm system. But, as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to find a dark spot. There's plenty of good stuff. Juan Soto is on course for a historic career. And in case that's not enough for the Nationals, they also have... In case he's not enough for the Nationals, they also have Trey Turner and Victor Robles. Plus, they acquired Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber over the offseason. I think it's fair to say that hitting is the Nationals' strong suit. Strong suit, And this is a team with Max Scherzer. Contender, 2021. Definitely. <laughs> then we go over to the AL Central. And, uh, NL Central, pardon. And things don't get... <laughs> things don't stay as good um, as it has been for the Mets and Nationals. Two teams who uh, won majorly improved over the offseason. One just had a down year. The Pirates, that's not the case. <laughs> There's so much to choose from. For when looking at negative things about the Pirates, but I would say it's their starting pitching. While they have some decent hitters, whom I'll talk about later, their pitching could really use some work. They traded Joe Musgrove and Jamison Tyon this offseason, and it was released a few days ago that their arguably best pitcher left Stephen Brault will miss multiple months with a shoulder injury. But with that said, it's pretty easy to find pretty much the only bright spot on the Pirates, which is young star Cabrian Hayes. Despite the rest of the roster, Hayes is possibly an all-star caliber player already having only debuted last year, batting 376 with five home runs, 11 RBIs, seven doubles, and two triples in 2020. He should be a good player for years to come, and hopefully the Pirates will do whatever they can to keep him around for their own good. Contender, let's just say it'll be a while. To the NL West we go, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The bullpen for the D-backs is by far the weakest part of their roster. Signing Joachim so Soria was a good move, but he turns 37 in a month and a half, and other than Chris Davinsky, no other players in their bullpen have more than two years of MLB service time. But the good stuff. The infield, of, the infield trio of Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar, and Christian Walker is one of the most underrated in the league. Walker first burst onto the scene in 2019 when he hit 29 home runs and backed that again, backed that up, 
again in 2020 when he raised his batting average by 12 points to 271 and hit on a 20 home run pace in 100 and hit on a 20 home run pace in a 162 game season. Their pitching staff could also help out, with Madison Bumgarner still around, and while Zach Gallen is currently out, he should be a dominant force once he comes back. Contender, 2023. And the final team of this episode is the Colorado Rockies. After trading Nolan Arenado and with Trevor Story's contract expiring after the 2021 season, the Rockies are due for a rebuild. The hardest part for them will probably just be starting it. However, they still have Trevor Story for this season, so they might as well make the best of, best of it. And yes, I'm going to act like he's going to leave in free agency, because it's pretty obvious that he will. Charlie Blackman can still hit for average, even though he, hasn't been a- even though he wasn't able to land that 500 batting average in 2020. And CJ Crone should provide some much-needed power after signing with the Rockies in free agency. And don't forget, German Marquez is still a top 25 MLB pitcher. Contender unknown. And that'll do it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I would appreciate it so much if you could please share it and just tell people you know about the podcast. I spent this episode in particular, I spent a very long time doing it. I had to go through each team's roster, find something good, something bad, research those players, look at their stats. It just was a lot. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, I'll see you in the next one.